Thank you for joining us at Grateful Gratitude with Lolo and Lexi. We are practicing gratitude girls that strive every day to recognize and celebrate our blessings. We are a mother and daughter that practice gratitude every day and put God in the center of our life. The only way to live a blessed and happy life is to be grateful. May you feel God's love and blessing each and every day. Hey everybody, welcome to Grateful Gratitude. My name is Chris Gross and as always I am joined by Lolo and uh, we've got a special guest with us today. It is Lori, your former podcast co-host here, uh, Mark Frito Friedman is joining us and it's so great to have you here, Frito. It's glad to have you back on the podcast. I feel like it's actually normal now. I feel like we were back to normal. We're getting there. We're getting back to normal. That's a good goal. Yes. And you know, Chris, we've talked through every podcast that we did about um, Mark and his convalescing and recovery. And so to have him actually here with us on screen and being a part of this is such a blessing from God. And I, and I know, Frito, you've got ways to go, but you just don't know how this warms my heart to see you today. Me too. Me too. Definitely. Okay. So today I have a topic I'd like to talk about. Um, many years ago, I was working in a veterinary hospital and we had a 91-year-old man come in and we did small animal and large animal work. And he came in to get some some kind of medicine for a cow. And I had never met this man before. His name was Sterling Iman, but he changed my life. And it's really kind of odd because he didn't really say a lot of profound things. He just said things that were worthy of saying. And he was just a very wise man. And after he left, my boss looked at me and said, you don't realize this now, but you're better for knowing that man. And so I kind of let it, you know, sit there in the back of my mind for a little while. Well, Mr. Iman died about four months after I met him. So I didn't know him very long. And his family came in to let us know that he had passed. It was winter time, but they said he didn't want anybody standing out in the cold when they buried him. So he was going to he had put in his will that he wanted a memorial service in the summer so that more people could come, more people could gather, and um, and it would be a more pleasant day. I guess that, you know, to me, that just showed someone who cared so much about others instead of themselves that I was better off for knowing him. So what about you guys? Have you experienced people like that in your life? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. My first... Um he doesn't know this, by the way, but my first um, regular boss at a restaurant I worked at all through high school and college was a guy named Donnie, and Donnie was just a giving, giving person, and even at the time, it's one of those things at the time, I kind of realized how giving he was and how much he was influencing me, but it wasn't until, you know, I haven't talked to him in like 20 years, but it wasn't until... Well, after I stopped talking to him, um, just we kind of drifted apart, um, that I realized what kind of influence he had on me. Yeah, and, and I think, too, of in my own situation, it's uh, actually one of the, the pastors at my church, and his name is Kevin, and it's a guy who I feel like I can talk to about anything, and it's somebody I know I can go to for good advice, and I remember that whenever I was 
on my uh, you know on my walk from faith. He was big. He was instrumental in in getting me back. And I don't know if I would be, or I can say, I know I wouldn't be in the same place that I am in now without him in my life. I think, you know, we all know that God places people in our path for a reason. Um, And I think the older you get, because being mid-50s, you're able to look at people differently and to look more at why is God placing them in my life? Um, You know, I think you guys probably know Tanya Green. She's a very good friend of mine, and she is a person that almost senses and knows when I'm down. Or if I send her a morning prayer or something, she'll say, you you know, how did you know I needed that? And I realize that God's doing that because he's making me better for knowing her. And I think that's that's our job, right, is to leave that impact on as many people as we can. And I think that should ultimately be our goal is to how can we be that person in other people's lives that they could look at us and say, my life is better because Lolo's in my life or my life is better because Frito's in my life. And that's the ultimate compliment, too. That's um one of the things that I, I really I don't want to say that I live for, but that's what I strive to be. Um, someone people can just watch. And say, okay, I know what he's about, and um, I want to be like that. You know, I've always said that I want people to say, when they look at me, I saw God through her. Yes. You know, she loved God so much that I saw that in her. And, and Fredo, I'll put you on the spot now. Um, I know we're going to talk later, but I, I remember standing in prayer every night for you. And when you were in ICU with um, several other people and we kidded and said, Mark would be horrified if he knew we were all doing this for him because you are so giving yet you touch so many people's lives that you, I don't think you realized it until you went through what you went through and you saw those people gathering and praying for you and, it warmed my heart that you were my friend um, and you were one of those people I'm better for knowing. You kind of nailed it. Um, once I finally woke up and, and heard the stories, I was horrified. <laughs> I was. I um, And we'll talk about this in a separate episode, Lolo, but I got to tell you, there were times in the hospital where I literally could not move. But my natural reaction when nurses came in and they had trouble like opening something or was to try and help them, even though I couldn't move and it was so frustrating. And then to hear how people went out of their way to meet and to pray um, for me was something that it took me a while to kind of grasp. It really did. I just, it warmed my heart and, um, I think that, you know, it, it, it says in Ephesians 4, 9 to, through 12, that we are better together. You know, two are stronger than one. And even with this podcast, um, I told Chris at one point, Mark, you and I have always done this. I mean, Lexi has some, but it's always been you and me 
But when Chris stepped in, it was like it became stronger because I really felt like it was the three of us now. Um, because of everybody's faith, your faith, Chris's faith, my faith, um, I just feel like this is just such a positive podcast. And everybody has important things to say, but everything that we say comes from our faith. And we're stronger for our faith and we're stronger for each other. Hey, since you brought up faith, let me say something, and I'll say it in a lot of podcasts. Um, I've, I've posted it on Facebook. The people that dismiss the phrase thoughts and prayers, they are so doing it wrong. Thoughts and prayers mean so much. Um, you may not realize how much your prayers mean, but to someone who's laying in the ICU, to know that other people are thinking and praying for them is vital. And there were a lot of people in there. I didn't get to meet them, but the nurses would tell me that they didn't have anyone. Um, the, the IC that I was in is a very, very, very well recognized IC with a great reputation. I was very fortunate to be there, but people come from all over the state and are treated there. And a lot of those people, their relatives are hundreds of miles away. And with COVID, they couldn't get visitors. So I was in a very fortunate position to be able to know that I had those thoughts and prayers when other people didn't. Well, I think the first night that we prayed for you when you were in the first hospital, um, the president of the hospital you and I are friends with because he, we were sat on a board together and he's, he's a very wonderful man. And he came out to talk to us and I handed him one of the crosses that I share. And I said, can this somehow find it to Frito's hospital bed? And he said, you know, we can't do that. And I said, then will you carry it and continue to pray for him? And that first night that we prayed, I think there was 35 or 40 people there. Wow. We, I went, I gave out hearts and crosses there. I wanted to make sure everyone had a heart to take home to remember Mark and to daily pray for Mark. And your brother showed up the only night I wasn't there. And I know Cynthia Thompson gave him her cross that she had. And uh, we just kept trying and trying to get hearts and crosses to you. But with COVID and ICU, I know we couldn't. But I always felt that you knew in your heart that we were holding hearts and crosses for you. I did. And we've talked about that, right, Lolo, the power of prayer. And I, I think we all recognize that. And it's it's so important. And I think it even goes back to what you wanted to talk about in this podcast, why it's important to have people in your life. I know for me especially – um, if I'm going through something or even if it's just a normal day, you know, just to have somebody reach out to me and send me a text and say, hey, you know, I'm I'm praying for you or how can I be praying for you or even, hey, I'm just checking in on you. It just to get that completely turns my day around. Um, and so that's why I've kind of shifted myself to trying to be that for other people just because I know how a simple text, maybe just a short prayer can be so impactful to me. I really recognize, you know, with my dad going through what he's going through um, and his struggles that when someone does out of the blue text you and say, how's your dad? I'm praying for him. It, it, it just solidifies 
who God is and how he works through his people. And we are so much stronger and I'm so blessed. And um, just in wrapping this up, I'm just going to say that um, moving forward, I, I hope the three of us continue to do this. And I hope and pray that each and every day, you guys know how much I love you and how much you mean to me for what you do for me. Because, Frida, you you believed in me the first month after I started my ministry. And you said, we're going to put you in the studio and do podcasts. And that has been such a huge impact. And when Chris stepped in and I said, Chris, you just have to know this is going to be very faith-based podcast. You know, if you're secular in any way, I don't think it'll work. And and, and of course, God came through and said, no, he's a faithful man, too. So thank you guys so much. It's an honor to be with you today, Mark. And Chris, thank you for everything you do in between the podcasts for me. So until we see you guys again. Bye-bye. Okay, I apologize okay. to you, Chris. I forgot this. What's is- that? We're using Chris's iPad, and Chris just got a text message. From my wife. Okay. Well, I I forgot it was Chris's iPad. So when the text message came in, I'm like staring at it. (laughs) It said, love you, babe. Did that kind of throw you off a little bit? I couldn't read it. Oh, okay. Right, and that was a perfect topic, wasn't it? Yes, yes. (laughs) 